Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Berry. And football season is that much closer because the Pac-12 held its media day, unlike last season when it was all just weird, like football season is going forward. Coaches, players were in Los Angeles to talk about their teams. Jed Fish had his first media day as a head coach. Like, Brett, I know you watched it. I watched it. Like, what were your initial thoughts on the first-year head coach? My initial thoughts for Jed Fish in his first media day, kind of continuing the trend of what the offseason has been since he got the job. You know, Jed Fish clearly has a plan and a vision, and he is going to tell anybody that will listen to that and be consistent about it. Um, you know, in terms of, like, one of the things he brought up almost immediately, and it kind of paralleled what we talked about last week about uh, building a culture. And for him, I think he almost even kind of paraphrased what we talked about, where his he can kind of... there he can build his own culture with like what he's assembling in his, in his. So you're saying his, is Jed fish is a wildcat radio 2.0 listener. I mean, he's a, he must be because <laughs> you know, Hey, great ideas come from anywhere, Adam. And sometimes it comes from wildcat radio 2.0. Sometimes, um, you know, hot take that building a culture is what really matters. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, I think, I think he came in and if you're trying to if 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 you're trying to win the room there where it's the media people i think he did that effectively i think he dropped in some tidbits of things i don't think he whiffed on any answers i think he gave generally real answers for the most part um in terms of uh what was asked uh, which sometimes people uh, head coaches are uh, are loath to do so mm-hmm. um i th- i i think it was kind of his like opening statement to the Pac-12. Because uh, let's be real, if you're not an Arizona fan, you probably haven't been paying attention to much of anything Jed Fish has said if you're like a UCLA fan. Yeah. But this is him coming in with that opening statement to the conference. Um, and it's really just reiterating what he's been telling to the local community, community to the alumni base, to recruits, to recruits' families. Uh, and that consistency is, is, is readily apparent. Um, and, well, you know what you else know, is apparent, though? The confidence, like oh, his yeah. confidence in himself. And when he was hired, there was all that drama, right? Think back to what is that? Seven and a half months ago or seven months ago, whatever it was, eight months ago. I'm not good at month math. But when he got hired, people were like, Jed Fish? And then you hear him talk. You know, you hear his presentation, his theory, his philosophy, how he wants to run this program. You're like, okay, if he went into the interviews with that perspective and that confidence, it's under, more understandable that why Dave Heakey, President Robbins aside, this was the guy. 
And like he even opened it up. I remember just a little some some of the jokes he had, some of the self deprecating humor that he brought to the table. You know, he opened up his press conference like he was going second to last, and he's like, "That's where all the media usually has him ranked anyway." You know, <laughs> and even at the end of the press conference, I think Michael Lev, our good friend of the program, Michael Lev, asked him about uh, being picked to finish last in the Pac-12, and he's like, "Well." Like that was expected. He's like, and he's like, ask Lev where they, he ranked him at. And Lev's like, no yeah. comment. You know, like he's having fun with it because Jed Fish, obviously he doesn't have that track record. Any other school other than the interim coach, couple games at UCLA. This is his first time having a program, but he believes in himself. He believes in what he's building at Arizona, even if he understands that it's not going to happen overnight. And I think he came out there. He's a salesman, but he's a salesman. Like before in the interview, he's a salesman for himself. And now he's a salesman for Arizona football and the University of Arizona as a whole. He wore the blazer, you know, that jacket, which is a little bit, you know, it's notable. It's memorable, you know, and just the way he came across was of a guy who really believes in what's happening. You know, he's not saying, oh, we're going to struggle or, oh, we have to rebound. He, he has the advantage of like Kevin Sullivan had to like explain things that happened before. Right. His exit at A&M and then the collapse against ASU, his first season at Arizona and then, you know, so on and so on. Jetfish doesn't have that baggage. So to that point, Brett, like you were saying, he can create his own narrative. He can create that own his own style of program because he, it's fresh and he's fresh. He's a fresh face for the conference as a head coach. So I like you. I came away impressed, but also I've come away impressed every time he's spoken to the media or in any type of context. So it wasn't new to me to say, "Hey, good job, Jed Fish." But I'm sure for a lot of Pac-12 media who hasn't paid attention to the Wildcats, and why would they have? They probably left that thinking, "Okay, like we don't necessarily know a lot about this guy." but he seems to have things figured out to a pretty good extent. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of stole some of my thunder. I was going to joke that he clearly is portraying his confidence with the red and blue checked uh, blazer. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And, and but even he, if you, it's, know, you just do that, cause it's notable, right? Like you want to stand out in a positive, memorable way and that he did that. Yeah. And, and Jed, you know, I think the PAC 12 media and the PAC 12 more broadly, if this is your first introduction to him, you're getting to see that confidence, um, and you're getting to see that Jed. I think Jed Fish is a smart enough guy to a be confident in his own abilities. Like it's not, it doesn't seem like he's just you know a salesman in a in an empty suit kind of thing, right? right. Like he believes in what he's selling, which I think comes across uh, it, it, earnestly. Um, but you know, and it, I think he benefits, and I think he knows, and he knows that he benefits from the. the uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations where nobody expects anything from, from Arizona's football program, which means, you know, like I've said before, Delta is that the happiness is the Delta between expectations and reality. I think I retweeted it after they came out last in the media poll. And like, if he gets four wins this year, they're going to be like, should he get some votes for coach of the year? Right. <laughs> um, and if he, Lord, Lord knows if he gets Arizona to be six and six, he legitimately could win the Pac-12 Coach of the Year because of the delta between expectations and sure. reality, but that 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 low expectation gives him the room to be confident in what he's doing and do things the way he wants to without any preconceived notions or expectations from any outside influence, and and that's that's I think he sees the value in that and he lives in that space, but then he's also smart enough to know that like, you know, for everything he says there where. Yeah, I want to do some new. Tra- like he was specifically asked about traditions. He's like, yeah, there's. I want to. I want to. Rep- I want to change everything, but I also mm-hmm. want to keep the good traditions, right? Um, and maybe make some new traditions, which is kind of like you're kind of you're answering. Uh, you know, you're every saying idea yes to all could people. be a good one though for him. 
Like that's yeah. the beauty. When the program you've lost twelve straight games, and the Kevin Sullivan era was obviously it wasn't great. It certainly didn't finish well. You know, Jed Fish comes in, and the idea is to be as different as possible from what was before. But he has that luxury of saying, "Hey, I want to like you were saying, Brett." keep their traditions, but have new things too. It's like, well, what, you know, what works, what doesn't work. We don't know (laughs) all these things that Jed fish is doing that we like, and we appreciate it's because it seems different. And yeah, if it works, then it's like, wow, this is great. And maybe it doesn't work. Maybe having dance parties for workouts every now and then doesn't work. You know, maybe having the spring game and the super soakers and all that and water balloon fights, it doesn't work. But as of right now, it could, and if nothing else, it is different than what came before. And, you know, what is what is the old cliche like? Uh, and Sandy is doing the same thing, you know, over and over again and expecting a different result. You know, like when you fire Kevin Sullivan after what happened, you're looking for the opposite because obviously the opposite of going losing your last 12 games and I guess be winning your last 12 games. But you're, you want that change of pace. You want that refreshingness. And anytime Arizona has replaced a coach, at least recent memory, they've, there's always been some baggage. And I mean, Kevin Sullivan had just gotten fired by A&M. Rich Rod was fired by Michigan. I mean, Mike Stoops didn't have any baggage right before that. He was just a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. But Jed Fish doesn't have any of that. He can be his own guy. He can have fun. Because fun right now, I mean, he talked about joy. That was brought up early in the press conference, too. It just seems joy. I don't know who asked that question. It seemed very friendly to Jed Fish in Arizona, whoever was asking about that. But like that works right now. Now, of course, they haven't played any games. They haven't lost any games. So everything just you want to feel good. And Jed Fish has made a point to like accentuate that. Yes, there's going to be good feelings around this program, around Arizona football. And the things that he wants to do differently all sound like a good idea. They all sound fun. Like, I know you're about, you're going to go over some of them that you liked some of his ideas. But that's where they're at right now. And Jed Fish did an excellent job of explaining who he is and what kind of coach he wants to be for this program. Yeah, it's, you know, I think I I agree with everything you said, and you're talking about some of the things that he wants to, you know, create new traditions, honor some old ones. Like one of the things that I I actually, and and also bringing joy and having some fun, one of the things that jumped out to me, and it's a small kind of maybe stupid thing, but it might be the birth of a new tradition that I thought was really cool, was when he talked about how like nine people have requested the number one on on their jersey. (laughs) And he's like, you know, we're going to hang this up there and they're going to, I think, you know, I think he listed off. It's like, they're going to have to perform in the weight room, in the classroom, in the community and all of these things. Like, I wonder if he accidentally stumbled on a good idea from like a bunch of guys want one number. And maybe that's a new tradition every year where there's like, somebody's got to earn that number. Right. And like, that's the number one Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could see that being a thing where now that's every year in spring that like you put that up there and you put it in the fall camp and somebody's got to earn that. Right. Um, and maybe he's already thinking that through, but it, boy, that jumped out to me as like something he's thinking through. And that's also like a fun thing, but it also helps reinforce the culture of what he's trying to do. And it's, it's a fun way of trying to align people around outcomes, uh, and, and getting them to buy into it and hold themselves accountable and have, you know, a healthy competition, even within a team setting. And so like, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to come away from that in that, that whole session from the way he approached it and granted, you know, there weren't exactly, you know, he wasn't facing the kind of questions that, say, a Herm Edwards or a Rolovich <laughs> were facing. Sure. Um, and again, like, he's reaping the benefits of he's going to get softer questions from a low expectation audience, right? Um, yes. And he's an unknown quantity. So there would be like, you know, what are they going to be like? Uh, you're a new head coach. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, what are you going to do, right? He doesn't have um, to answer for anything negative. 
Yeah, there's yeah, it's a it's it's a clean slate and a fresh start for the program and for Jed Fish, and I think he knows it. And there's there's so you come away from that and you feel really positive about it, which just continues the trend of what we're seeing. And then you know you kind of went into some of the so there's some news things that maybe came out of there that are kind of interesting. Yeah, but, um, one other thing just on fish though too, like they had Anthony Pandy and Stanley Berryhill were out at Pac-12 Media as well, and they did various interviews and. Everything they said just kind of bolstered everything we're talking about with Jed Fish. Now, granted, like Stanley Berryhill entered the transfer portal, was going to go to Ball State, and then came back. Pandy's like, well, they brought in this new coach and like the defense. He's like, he never left. And to have those two guys who could have gone elsewhere and play. Anthony Pandy's a good player. He could have played mm-hmm. somewhere else. And Berryhill obviously did at least land at Ball State if he wanted to go there. Like them coming out, and I, I don't expect them to go to L.A. and be like, yeah, we don't really like this coach. Like, of course, they're going to say good things about him. But it's some of the stuff that they said, I think Pandy was talking about how, you know, officially they, they want to play for this coach, and that's something that was missing before. You know, and it's easy to say stuff like that and compliment the new coach about the change of, the change of coaching staffs, their fresh start, when the old guy's gone and you've lost 12 straight. Like, no one's going to be like, wait a minute, how dare you say that about Kevin Sumlin? You know, like, that's not going to happen. But just no one was, comes away from what happened at media day and it's always a happy time at media day, right? Like, unless you have to answer questions like Rolovich or Herm Edwards did some of those. But oftentimes you're left coming away saying, oh, maybe this team will be pretty good. You know, like they're going to be better than people think or this or that. No one's thinking that about Arizona. But if you didn't leave that thinking, you know what? That program is in a better place than it was eight months ago, nine months ago. Like, that was the goal, right? To kind of portray Arizona football is moving in the right direction. And it's not about wins and losses, even though eventually it will be, to your point where you were saying if they win four games, you know, he might be coach of the year. If they win six games, they pro- he probably is coach of the year, Jed Fish. <laughs> but the idea was to present Arizona football as a program that is on the rise, you know, is moving in the right direction with new head coach Jed Fish. And the players who were around for the last, uh, I guess, coaching stuff, the last regime, coming out and saying how, you know, talking like they did, and just Jed Fish presenting the type of confidence and the type of coach he is to everyone else certainly made you feel like that is the case. I don't imagine too many people even, I guess I haven't read too much. I know Bruce Feldman had a great piece on Fish in The Athletic, but I don't imagine too many media people left media day thinking, well, Arizona made the wrong hire. Like Maybe they're not saying Arizona made the right hire, but they're probably thinking there's a chance that this will work out. And that's yeah. all you could ask for for Arizona football at this point in time. Well, and I think to some extent, and preempting this with, you know how much I hate the narrative game, yes, but it can impact drink. things. Yeah. Well, no, drink it's everywhere. for depth is for drinking. We can all also have yeah. the narrative game, yeah. Well, narrative game maybe is a shot. Um, but if you think about it, you know, I said it's kind of like this opening salvo to the Pac-12. Jed Fish basically took that opportunity to find this is what the Arizona program is as he sees fit. And that means what kind of, you know, what he's expecting out of his players, what he's expecting out of his coaches. You talked about, you know, pulling guys out of the transfer portal. I think he was asked about recruiting. um, And he even started off with that of like, hey, we've got, we started with these transfer guys, some guys from Arizona. We, you know, pulled guys out of the portal. And he said, he literally said that to me is recruiting. We had to compete for these guys that are in the portal. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he talked about what he expects from his coaches uh, and all of those things. He's basically, if you think about it, he basically uh, set the narrative for this program where people, you know, you, he defined what the program is like the media that are going to go there are going to say, how would you describe Arizona football in 2021 in three to five words? I bet we, 
I bet you'd get consistency from all the media representatives there. You know, they talk about that it's personal, it's going to be joy, it's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, setting expect expectations, being a tough out. You know, those are the it's 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 clearly defined for a program that was only defined by, you know, Owen twelve going into that that moment. And now I think he's basically helped set the narrative and the expectation externally, which also sets the expectation internally. Yeah, for sure. Well, he had a lot more to say too. You mentioned there he gave some news and notes. He also talked about recruiting quite a bit, which is something that we've alluded to often on Wildcat Radio 2.0, especially because Arizona seems to be having more success than anticipated there. Let's get into more of what Jed Fish said at Media Day after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry. And we talked about before the break, Jed Fish said a lot of good things. We came away impressed, but I think we've been impressed for a while now. So <laughs> he didn't have to win us over at Media Day. But one of the things that Fish was asked about quite a bit was the team's recruiting and how that's been just better, it seems like. And he had a really interesting answer uh, with regards to, I think it was Michael Lev who asked him the question too was about it, or someone asked him if he's been impressed or surprised with some, yeah, it was Lev, if he's been surprised with some of the way, like some of the way some of his coaches have recruited, you know, because he hired a staff, something like, they were known as decent recruiters, some of them, but it seems like things have been going really well, and Fish's answer to that question I thought was really impressive, and it was revealing, and it was also really satisfying. We have some really, really good recruiters. Uh, Jordan Powell, uh, very well known in the Pac-12, is a fantastic recruiter. Um, Jimmy has always been a great recruiter. Um, I, you know, we have a lot of great recruiters on our staff. I mean, uh, obviously those guys stand out. Uh, Kevin Cummings does a great job in this area. And, but, um, you know, we have, a, we have a great staff. We have a great bunch of coaches. They're all great recruiters, really. That's part of it. If you're not a great recruiter, you know, you, you can't do 50% of your job. And if you can't do 50% of your job, you can't really do your job. So uh, those guys are all recruiting as hard as possible to be great at it. So as Jed Fish said, he hired a staff. He believed in these guys as recruiters. And the big point is that if you can't recruit, like that's 50% of your job. And if you can't do 50% of your job, you can't do your job. And like we all know, it's, all, it's been said many times before that Arizona is not the easiest place to recruit to. That once you can get these guys on campus, you have a really good shot. But that's a difficult thing. Jed Fish so far in this staff in their first full recruiting cycle seems to be doing way better than anticipated make pow pow kevin cummings doherty like they're getting the job done so far but jed fish apparently like that was a big point that he was looking for when he hired these guys yeah and i think there was you know he mentioned those guys which everybody kind of suspected would be the main recruiters and i think he was asked about even the other coaches of you know the ricky hunleys the mm -hmm. chuck cecils but you know the the proof is in the pudding and i think if you if you you know fish himself highlighted the guys that they pulled out of the portable um, and some of that's him and some of that's his assistants. He pulled guys, uh, you know, from other programs. I think there's like 12 to 14 guys that have transferred to Arizona, some of which had scholarships elsewhere and decided to walk on at Arizona. Mm -hmm. Or even some of the guys that have committed that are coming in the fall, uh, like Am Amon Allen, like 
he's had scholarship offers and is coming in as a preferred walk-on. Granted, there's probably some, you know, there, you can look at the scholarship situation and see this. Um, but, you know, the, the recruits are buying what this staff is telling them. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, I think Fish himself even talked talked about a lot of the transfers coming in. You know, there's there's a there's a tendency for them to have been from Arizona, and they're basically righting the wrongs of, of past <laughs> of past administrations. You know, if like if you had had Jason Harris, Malik Reed, uh, you know Drake Anderson, Gunnar Maldonado in a class two years ago, people would be saying, "Hey, that's a pretty nice showing in the in the state of Arizona, mm-hmm. right?" Um, you know, so I think. I think you're seeing the results of that expectation being set where he said it's half the job. And if, you know, clearly he rounds down if you're not doing your, <laughs> you, you round to zero, not round to one, if you're not carrying your weight recruiting. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you're somebody that cares about the long-term success, like it's modern college football, like it's clear he's not under no illusions that recruiting is a secondary thought. There's been previous staffs where there've been guys who have been thought of as good coaches, but not necessarily the best recruiters. You yeah, know, Castillo. and even like Kevin Sumlin was brought in and is supposed to be this great recruiting head coach, but was his staff as good at recruiting as he was supposed to be? And you can argue that maybe not. And granted, Jed Fish's staff hasn't landed all these new guys yet. Like the 2022 class is not done, right? Like they're not official, but it certainly seems like they're on the right track. And to your point, Brett, too, with all the transfers they got, that is recruiting. And that just speaks to Fish's, again, kind of in the first segment, his plan and the way he sees this job and how he's going to be successful, it's spot on. Like, you have to recruit well at Arizona. And recruiting well isn't landing top 25 classes every season, but you have to get wins on the trail where you should be able to get wins. You know, like we were talking about last week, some of those high three-star guys, the Arizona guys. Like, you should be able to win more of those battles than you lose. And that was clearly part of the pitch. That's clearly part of what Fish wants to accomplish. And... Maybe they can pull it off with this staff who they're following the head coach's lead. The head coach clearly wants to be in Tucson and clearly wants to make Arizona as good as he possibly can. And you have to figure the staff he brought in is going to have that same mindset. And I'm not going to say that previous coaches didn't feel that way necessarily, but there's total buy-in with Fish and this staff to making Arizona you know, a better program, to getting Arizona to a higher level than it is when they took over. Yeah, and I think I think your comment around the plan is the right thing, thing and like it, but not necessarily being a top twenty-five class every year. Like, granted, I will take that. Granted, I'm not sure, sure Arizona's had a top twenty-five class in a while, but it's about building a competent roster, um, and and knowing what your roster is and knowing how to plug those holes. And you know, you said that he has a plan that he's following through. They're using their their roster to their advantage with these transfers and being strategic about it with the local kids coming back knowing that they're going to be more ready to play than a true freshman is in the fall. They're using that to their advantage, knowing that there's a 25 man cap on this incoming class, but they have maybe some leftover scholarships in the overall 85 total. And they're, they're clearly seeing the results and you don't see those results unless everybody's pulling their weight in recruiting. You know, some guys, I think the ones that pow, pow Cummings, like, you know, Dwayne Walker, I think has had a lot of success Mm -hmm. on the, on the trail. Um, You know, they, they, it's clear that there's. It's clear that people are carrying their weight, and if the class for 2022 finishes out the way we all hope and even maybe mildly expect to happen, um, you don't you don't get a top 30-ish class by accident or with no. people being dead weight on the recruiting trail, right? Um, and the way that the roster is being composed now, I'm actually curious to see if they see some success. 
if the transfers come in and raise, you know, raise the performance this year, does that make it easier to not only fill out the 2022 class, but 2023 and beyond? Um, because boy, if you can get a top 30 or so class from a team that's lost 12 straight games with a first time head coach, what can you do if they've, you know, just went six and six and kind of shocked the world in doing so and Jed Fish coach of the year. And, you know, also in that scenario, you and I get a case of beer from Ronnie Stokel. So it's just, you know, wins all around for everybody. That would be nice. Yeah. And if Arizona has that type of success too, there's a decent chance that some of their upperclassmen might, you know, would get their names called for the NFL draft too. You know, because they're not going to get there without guys playing better than expected. And if someone like, say, Anthony Pandy puts together a very strong season, he'll get a look. <laughs> you know, and different, they have different players who could do that. So, yeah, I, I just like that answer from him because it's clear that recruiting was, and it has to be a big thing, right? Like, if you come in thinking recruiting is just going to, like, Arizona does not recruit itself, Arizona football. <laughs> like, you don't have guys just, I mean, there are some players who absolutely want to play at Arizona. That's their dream school. But you can't rely on that to build a quality team. So you have to work at it. You have to really work and grind on the recruiting trail. And it's clear that Jed Fish understood that and had the plan to get it done. Um, he also mentioned you talk about like it's recruiting in 2021. Like he was asked about a social media presence too. And he's like, yeah, like that's the best way to communicate with their students and potential students. You know, like absolutely. Like we all enjoy it, the mystery tweets sometimes when he throws a gif up there and we're like, wait, what is that? You know, hey, I think we figured out what a cactus means. That's a com- happy dancing cactus is some type of commit. Some type of commit is coming. So, but like he's doing that, and it's just all part of that fun, the part of the brand that Jed Fish has created and is building for Arizona football. And like that's the vibe. Another thing he was asked about, he's like, it's authentic him though, like the vibe. Like this is Jed Fish. This is who he is. He's not being fake. You know, this is who like the guy you're seeing is the guy you're getting, and that's something where. You know, for future players, they like that. On the ground, they want to be able to win. So all this stuff, unless Arizona starts winning, it doesn't have to be this season. They need to show that progress. But if they can do that, to your point, Brad, like, man, if they can win four games, five games, six games this season, or at the very least be competitive all throughout and maybe have a big upset, you know, the old November upset that Arizona's used to having, you know, if they can pull that off, maybe they beat ASU to finish the season. Whatever it is, if they can do that, then, yeah, you'd have to think that the recruiting's going to just get that much better just based on the fact that if this is what they're doing now on the losing streak with all these high-quality recruiters, with all these guys who are working really hard at it, imagine with the wind at their sails or you know, at their backs, you know? Imagine that happening and what they could do on the trail. It's the one time the narrative game, take a shot, uh, actually shows up in terms of on-field impact, right? In Because it, it can, it, that kind of momentum and that kind of, sense and buzz around a program has a material impact on recruiting, whether it's just getting your foot in the door or getting guys that are kind of on the knife's edge of whether they're, you know, they're thinking about committing to actually say, you know what, this is actually really where I want to go. And they feel confident in that decision to pull the trigger. And that pays off in the long run. Um, And it's, you know, to me right now, it feels like the positive, positive momentum is just going. And I'm curious to see how, how long that streak can keep, you know, how long can that ball keep rolling downhill until it hits an uphill spot? Probably um, week one of the season. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, this I mean, has been the most wonderful offseason in Arizona football, like maybe history. You know, like everything has just felt so good. Like ever since, I guess, the day after the regular season. I mean, we'll say even ever since maybe the moment that between when Jetfish was actually introduced. Because even when he was, when people were like, oh, he's going to be the coach, there were some people who were like, what? the hell 
that since he was introduced, everything since then has been just like good. You know, there's been some guys that transfer. There's been some recruits that they didn't get. But overall, it's just like happy thing on happy thing on happy thing, right? Hey, Adam, is there is there if you go back and ask your past self from any day from the, the game that shall not be mentioned, that shall soon be vacated, <laughs> to the day Coach Fish was hired, would you have ever in a million years expected you would say those exact things that like this is the most pleasant offseason ever as an Arizona <laughs> like, isn't it though and granted like that's it's easy to win like winning off seasons does not mean you're going to win games or win conferences or anything like that but this just goes back to everything that needed to happen to make you feel better about Jetfish and this program going forward has happened you know, every box you could have had has been checked I don't know if they're missing anything and all that's left yeah. is to see it on the field of course which we can't do until September 4th but until that day comes, everything has been positive. Like, there's been the occasional, like, oh, that's a bummer. But nothing bad, like, nothing that's so, like, shattering. And you're like, oh, no, they can't recover from this. Everything's just, the momentum's been positive the entire way. Well, yeah, and, I, you know, the, yeah, they've, they've been going according to the plan, and the plan has been going great. But to quote a great thinker and philosopher, philosopher of our time, Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that may happen against BYU. Or maybe they, they, you know, they, they sh- are shockingly competitive and even, you know, a close loss in that game. You know, I don't believe in moral victories, but it might be. This season it, might for, be all about moral victories. Yeah. It and if be. they, you know, I, I think there's a, I think there, I think there's a more of a realistic chance than people expect. I'm not going to go out and on a limb and say that Arizona is going to beat BYU, but I think it's not as far fetched as people think. Um, but you know how they react on the field. You know it's it, things things it can it can be an inflection point fairly early on. And if 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 the Wildcats don't get it figured out during the non-conference schedule, you know their you know their 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 Pac-12 schedule doesn't exactly do them any favors um, at least early on. Um, so boy, you you hope they make progress early because it'd be it'd be such a shame to see all this positivity and momentum uh, and 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 you know you know, good feelings among the program and in Tucson and across the alumni network to, to see it kind of go up in smoke if they get go out and get blasted 65 to 6 against BYU. Yeah, that would not be great. So please don't speak that into existence. But if nothing else, <laughs> there's still slightly more than, you know, what is it, like about five weeks or so, six weeks to still feel really good about things that are happening. Like one really good thing we can talk about too, well, you know, let's take a break. And after we come back, there's more news and notes that have come out of Arizona football, especially media day. Jed Fish had a lot to say that might be interesting to people. And also, Arizona did land a pretty big commitment. We're back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. One more segment to go here. Let's start off with the really good news that came over the last week. Zeke Barry, defensive back out of California, a high three-star, possible four-star. He commits to Arizona, part of the 2022 class. One of the more high-rate guys, if all the recruiting people were like, Arizona got themselves a player in Zeke Barry. And, yeah, like one of the highest recruits they've had in a long time. When they say they got themselves a player, because nobody quite knows exactly how he's going to be used on the field because <laughs> he's he's both really good and the raw materials are there. Um, but you don't know if you're going to play him at corner, at safety, at receiver or even running back kind of thing. He's, he's basically a guy that, you know, in the, in the recruiting world where they sometimes say somebody's just an athlete because they don't know exactly where they're going to play. Um, he fits into that, 
into that bucket, you know, maybe the quintessential example of that kind of designation of a guy who, you know, has multiple positions he can play. And according to some of the reports, maybe even will play. And that maybe played into his recruiting and why he picked Arizona, a guy that can play multiple positions. Um, you know, I think some of the recruiting experts, you know, expect his ranking to move up. I know one of them for 247 Sports even said he personally thinks he's a top 100 overall recruit, which, which is, is unreal for Arizona, which is, which is not only a, a four star, that's a legit, like high four star. Cause I think there's what 35 to 55 stars in a given, in a given class. So if you're in a top 100, you know, I think the last top 100 guy, gosh, was it, I think in rivals, a new Solomon was a top 100. Well, and even uh, to that end, like reading on AZ desert swarm that, uh, Barry is the highest rated commit for Arizona since Booby Curry, Grant Cannell and Bobby Wolf. So, those three worked out great for Arizona, so you have to feel really good about Zeke Barry. But no, it's I, he's clearly talented, and if nothing else, it kind of it's a message sending type of commitment. You know, it's like you see this guy who could have gone to a lot of different places, a lot of big time programs. You know, Oregon, Oregon State, Pittsburgh, Cal programs who are generally thought of as better than Arizona right now. He chose the Wildcats for whatever reasons he did. Was it playing time? Was it the chance to figure out the position? Was it just a great relationship with the coaches? They're probably all these things. But he committed to Arizona, and it's I'm sure in California with some of these guys, it's kind of it's a shockwave type of thing. I think it was at uh, Mama Fief had a tweet, you know, with a video. I think it was her. I think it was Keon Burnett, actually, when, like, the reaction when uh, they found out that Zeke Barry committed to Arizona. Like, these things matter for that perception where, okay, here's a possible future top 100 recruit choosing the Wildcats. Now more guys who are in that echelon might do the same. Well, I think it carries on to what we were talking about with momentum and recruiting and that, and that buzz being built. Like I knew, I think everybody knew that Zeke Barry was being recruited by Arizona, but if you had said, Hey, we're getting a four star type recruit committing this weekend, you would have thought of what would have been one of the Cerebite guys, right? Like mm-hmm. Ham Burnett or Fafita. And then it's like, Oh, it's neither of them. And there's another four star guy that is already committed. You know, that 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 that's how you start to build credibility and a lot of these like all these guys like we talk about these guys know each other they're tight with each other uh mrs fief is on twitter recruiting all of them better than you know half the coaching staff uh (laughs) legally though not Mm -hmm. not buying flights (laughs) shout out Jaden daniel's mom um you know if anything to me that builds the momentum for you know those servite guys where it's like, boy, you start to feel like, I, I don't want to say this, but like, I kind of expect to get those guys, T-Mac and, and Cam Burnett at this point. That you can speak um, which, into existence. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I will hedge and say that I'm an Arizona fan, so therefore I assume I will be disappointed. But right. like, you're, you're built, as of right now, things are trending in a direction along a timeline. Like, you know, the season starts in five weeks. We're recording on the on the 28th of July or, or under five weeks, right? Like, it's not that far I already away. established earlier I'm not good at month math. Like, I don't know how many weeks it is. Five, six weeks, I think, give I or think, take. I think the first game is, what, September 3rd, fourth. right? You know, that's – or 4th. It's – which is, you know, five, six weeks away. Like, fall camp is starting soon. Fall uh, high school season is starting soon. A lot of guys want to lock up their commitments, mm-hmm. you know, going into the season. You know, a lot of the high-end guys want to wait. Uh, but I forget what the early – you know, I should have – prepped for the show but we don't do that no, here at radio 2.0 no of you know when the early signing period date is which is at least in recent years been when most people 
sign their name to the dotted line, and that's when it gets more real, right? Um, people can still hypothetically get out of it. You know, for a new coach, that's probably not the situation. Usually that's when somebody gets fired, and then mm-hmm. people let them out of their, their letter of intent. Um, you know, but things are kind of coming together, and Zeke Berry is, you know, however they end up using him on the field, you know, he's going to be a valuable player, no matter yes. what the position is. It's it's it. He is a very high ceiling uh, type guy. I don't know if you know what his floor is because you don't know what position he's going to play, <laughs> right? Um, and maybe his floor is different at different positions. But boy, I'm really intrigued to see how he will fit into the roster, how they use him, how he fits with some of the other guys in the coming class, and it makes me excited. Yeah. Well, also. That, that's good news, and we'll see if they can build on that momentum, too, with the recruiting. But other news that came out of uh, the media over the last week or so, Jed Fish, one of the big things where we started hearing about the possibilities of, like, the COVID-19 protocols when the NFL came out with theirs. We talked about, hey, what is college football going to do? What is the Pac-12 going to do? Well, good news for Arizona is Fish said they have eight players out of the 118 on the roster who are not fully vaccinated for COVID-19. So 93% of the roster has been vaccinated. That is a great number for at least the likelihood of them having any type of COVID-related issues during the season, are very, it's very, very low. Uh, not to say they can't happen, of course, because breakthrough infections can happen, and they're still probably going to be testing some. But 93% of their roster, Arizona Conference, if not the country in terms of vaccination rate, like it's, again, every player can make their decision. Like that's up to them to decide. But in terms of like saying, okay, if the, least, the most likely reason why the season could get, go off the rails that's not just talent related would be COVID-19. And at the very least, it's like Arizona should be able to avoid that problem. And Jed Fish literally said that that vaccination rate, he considers it a competitive advantage, right? Like yeah. if they're going to make people forfeit games, you know, to, to quote Homer Simpson, the, uh, the two sweetest words default. in uh, the English language. Yep. Winning by default. Um, and, you know, it was also a fun little subtweet at, uh, at media day of, Nikrilovich. Um, <laughs> but also for, for, for people that are just want to be able, like fans like you and I, we want to be able to watch Arizona go play and compete and not miss out on those experiences. And we want to be able to go to games. We want to be able to go to games in person. Um, so that's that's exciting news to see. Yeah. Less exciting news. Uh, Jamari Joyner will, will not be ready for the start of fall camp. Jed Fish did say, but he's also said that he's moving well, though, and it doesn't sound like they're expecting Joyner to necessarily miss the season opener but of course this wide receiver room is getting a little bit deeper it is a fairly deep receiver group especially Majon Wright coming back I think I read that he is going to be eligible to play this season so depending on Jamari Joyner's uh, recovery from his foot surgery like he's not gonna be ready to go in a couple of weeks but maybe in five six seven whatever time it is before September 4th he could get there so I mean not what you wanted to hear but also it's not surprising um, but also uh, Christian Young and Jaden Mitchell should be ready to go for fall camp is what Fish said. So, you know, you take that. And, and that, you know, we'll see if it proves true, but it sounded like everybody is eligible, um, which sometimes has been an issue. And, you know, sometimes there's some, some surprises when you get to fall camp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that, if that holds true. Um, we won't have to wait that long to see it, but, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, the, the joiner news is, is, tough to hear but not necessarily unexpected he's had you know i think he had a similar you know it's the same foot that he's been having problems with and if you know if you're an athlete that has foot problems you know go talk to bill walton he they should never just really take his away. time to get healthy though like there's not something yeah. you want to rush back from 
completely. For 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 him and for the program, it's not to his benefit to rush back. He'd rather get healthy. Yeah. Other news, I guess we could Arizona was picked to finish last in the Pac-12 South in the preseason media poll. Yawn. Like that who wouldn't have like I picked them last. <laughs> like do I think they could surprise? Yes, but I would not expect it. Like especially going like as of this moment, they don't even have a quarterback. Like it's hard to pick them to be better than last in the Pac-12. Like I think that's fair. I mean, what do you think? I think I think we I think we've basically said if they get four wins on the season, that's a that's a successful season, and that means probably at least two of those are coming from non-conference. Yeah. Probably probably three. You know, you know, and if you're only a two-win, you know, team in the Pac-12 in the Pac-12 South, you're 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 looking at sixth place, even if you're making progress. The question is, how competitive are you in those losses? Right? Sure. And also, Lucas Haversick was named a second team specialist for the preseason all pack 12 teams. So he is Arizona's lone representative on the preseason uh, media teams. So again, not surprising. Like there are players on Arizona who could be really good. Michael Wiley, you know, Stanley Barry, he'll Jamari Joyner if he's healthy, you know, like they're bringing back Anthony Blackwell, you know, like these are guys, who, Aaron Blackwell, my bad, Aaron Blackwell, Anthony Pandy. I got them mixed up there. Like, these guys are all pretty good players who could have some good seasons, but you can't anticipate. You can't just you can't predict that it'll happen. That's all. Yeah. You know, hey, Adam. You know what's more important than a preseason All Pac-12 list? The postseason All Pac-12 list. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, all, all of that literally is just like what media members know and like if you're an 0 and 12 team you have that expectation that they just aren't going to assume anybody's going to have a season worth acknowledging especially in the preseason when it's it's all about the hype train and realistically like we talked about half of these media members are or more just met jed fish for the first time well, right? but like, we, know, we know this team and i wouldn't say pick their guys to be higher ranked than they like i wouldn't say put more guys on preseason teams i wouldn't pick arizona to be better than 12 places yeah, because you can't like you you can't. Well, it doesn't mean that they won't yeah. surprise because there are good players on this team and with the right coaching, it stands to reason that they will have good seasons. But yeah, I, I have I know. have high confidence Michael Wiley is going to make a major leap. Both you know, he, he looked physically great compared to his freshman his true mm-hmm. freshman year last year, and if he just takes that progression, you know, I expect him to be a great player. But he didn't have that many carries last year, and you. And those preseason polls are all about what is returning and how did they produce in the prior year, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess one last big note, of course, it's another thing that's not a terrible surprise. They don't exactly have a quarterback yet. Uh, Jed Fish did say that he was asked if Jordan McLeod is going to be behind. And he's like, I hope he is. <laughs> like, I hope Jordan McLeod, <laughs> who missed all the spring ball, is behind. Because if he's not, if the other guys aren't that much further ahead of him, then the coaching wasn't great. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's, that actually makes sense. You know, but just because he's behind doesn't mean he can't catch up. And, you know, what he's looking for is just who can who can move the ball, who can get the ball in the end zone for Arizona between Jordan McLeod, Will Plummer, and Gunnar Cruz. It's going to be one of those guys who's going to be the starting quarterback on September 4th against BYU, but they don't know who it is going to be just yet. Yeah, he explicitly said it's as simple as who can move the ball. Uh, I don't even think he said who can get it into the end zone. Oh, and down I mean, in the red zone, who scores touchdowns? Yeah. Well, uh, not and not to quibble, but hopefully, you know, he clarifies to our quarterbacks that when he says move the ball and get the ball into the end zone, he means the one we're trying to score in and not the defense <laughs> scoring on us. Yeah, that, that 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 I mean, if he, I hope he doesn't have to say that, but if he does, then he better. Like that would be a very disastrous <laughs> coaching oversight if they're not. I did exactly what you that. said, coach. <laughs> all right, we all lived through last season. Um, so that, that's about it. There's a lot that came from you, Dave. Of course, if you want to 
watch Jed Fish's entire press conference. It's on AZ Desert Swarm. There's a What Arizona Coach Jed Fish said at Pac-12 Football Media. There's a link to the YouTube video, and of course, with a transcribed recap, too, of some of the key things he had to say. And I'd recommend checking it out because it was enjoyable. It gives you a good idea of where the team's at, their mindset, and also just more of what Jed Fish has to offer. Hey, Adam, you're forgetting one thing that Jed Fish also mentioned that was an interesting tidbit. Oh, no, what, what was, was that? that? Was that they're going to they're not only going to have a DJ in the stadium, but also he specifically said they're going to maybe try to start some new traditions and be singing some songs in the third quarter specifically. So he clearly has some ideas of, of some stuff. And I know I, I know I threw it out on the Twitter handle of like, you know, Jed Fish said we're going to be singing songs in the, st- in the stands and dancing to him in the third quarter. And I got some interesting uh, responses. The real Tim McIntyre. This is at Wildcat Radio 2.0 account. Yeah, on Twitter. The at T underscore Mac in Tuck, i.e. abbreviation of Tucson, said friends in low places. <laughs> I know some people that would probably like that. Probably not my first choice. No. no. Uh, Garrett Gray at Gary K. Gray said Arizona by the Scorpions. Uh, Claire hashtag we are the Valley at KG7MAJ, not Backstreet Boys or Sweet Caroline. I mean, Sweet Caroline's already taken. I'm sure you'd be a fan of the Backstreet Boys song. Oh, absolutely. Um, UA Loco at the UA Loco said anything by NWA. I'm not sure uh, how that would play with the, you know, I don't know how that would play in Kansas. You know, I know we're in Tucson, but <laughs> some of the lyrics there might be a little, might, you know, may not work. You may not get into uh, this song also, to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, also, Philly wants the cup at J Terso 98 said we built this city by Jefferson Starship, which no. absolutely not as i replied on the twitter handle jefferson airplane is better than jefferson starship and they agreed to that statement so i took that as i won the argument but i'm curious i'm curious to know adam i won a twitter argument (laughs) Um, hey it happened but uh you know um i'm curious to know like what do you think uh would be a good song for us to be doing in the third quarter as a new tradition there like does it vary based on if arizona's winning losing or tied I don't think that's how traditions work, uh, or you know. It's a new tradition, Arizona. so we don't know. We can start a well, tradition. Well, winning, winning would be a new tradition, at least in recent memory in Arizona. <laughs> like, if you want to be like living on a prayer would always be good, especially heading into the fourth quarter. Didn't they used to do? Was a jump around heading into the fourth quarter under Rich Rod? Wasn't that the thing? That was, I think that was after every like touchdown, right before the kickoff, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, it kind of depends on what kind of vibe they want for this song. You know, is it just to pump yeah. people up? Because there's so many songs out there. I mean, Thunderstruck is used a lot. You know, ACDC, like, that's kind of gets you going. I think, what was it, uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight they used to do before games back when I was going to school. You know, so, like, they use different songs. It's like, the context matters to me. See, yeah, it, well, and with the context and knowing there's going to be a DJ there, Adam, I think my, my initial thought, it's kind of along the lines of what you were saying with Living on a Prayer, would be uh, fitting the context of beers on a program is would be uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, which is with the Steve Aoki remix of Kid Cudi. Um, first of all, I just love the song, and I think it's fun as the remix version because it's really high energy, a fun dance song. And it, it's got some lyrics that are like pretty good, like, tell me what you know about dreams, tell me what you know about night terrors. It'd feel like very apt as an Arizona sports fan. <laughs> sure. Well, I guess we'll see. That's one of the fun ideas that Jed Fish has in store, and New traditions are always good, especially when they're accompanied by winning. You know? Indeed. <laughs> like, like, if you win, then oh. everything you're doing is the right thing to do, and I, I love it. 
by, by the way, to sneak in one more thing, Adam, Jed Fish basically kind of said that answer when he was asked explicitly about your favorite topic. Of, uniforms. Are we bringing back the uniforms? And, and he said, yeah. He's like, no, like, you, you look good if you're winning, basically. You know, yeah. and, which is true. Like, if Arizona goes to a Rose Bowl wearing the uniforms they have last season, then we're all looking at those uniforms saying, those look great. Like, he's not wrong. But also, if you're going to play poorly, I might as well wear the throwback uniforms. Yeah, if you're going to play poorly, I'd rather you not be wearing gradient color like, numbers. If you're going to lose, look good doing so. Uh, that's I the mean, thing. He, he seemed to kind of wink at the, the question a little bit. And the fact that it's been in all of their you know, the shots coming out, like, uh, you know, for recruits and what guys are wearing, yeah. you know, with, a, with a little bit of a wink and a nod, I think, I think we can be optimistic that we're going to did say best. he thinks everybody be happy with the way they look. And he said, quote, but I do believe in tradition. I do believe in basics. I believe in being able to wear the same helmet for every game. The helmet thing, like, you know, we'll see. They have a few different colors, but if you <laughs> pick up on tradition and basics, then you're feeling really good about them going back to the desert storm era. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Adam, the, the wear the same helmet, you know, regardless of uniforms, that sounded like a budgetary thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just save a few you bucks. You get one game. helmet, and if you break it, then you are We're, out we're of going it. white helmets, guys. That's what it is. It saves us a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we will see about that. But, Brad, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you are subscribing to us on iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast. Also, rate and leave a review for us. Because we're going to try a new thing. Leave a review, and we will read it on the air. Good, bad, otherwise. What you write, now you have, well, if you have bad language, we'll have to maybe edit that a little bit. But we will read your reviews on the air on Wildcat Radio 2.0. Because you know what? We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you commenting. So we want to make sure that you all get your due for that. Otherwise, make sure you are following us also on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. Brett, you have something to say. No, I don't. I was going to say I like the idea of reading the reviews. Hopefully oh. people do it. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Definitely is up there, but yeah, at Wildcat Radio, AZ is our Twitter handle. But otherwise, like, there's always stuff happening with Arizona Athletics. We're going to get into some of our position breakdowns to our depth chart breakdowns for Arizona football in the coming weeks because, as we established today, there's between five and seven weeks before the season opener. So we are <laughs> running out of time, but we will definitely be working on those, uh, maybe even starting next week. So otherwise, everyone stay well, be healthy out there, and we'll catch you next week. Remember to bear down. Bear down.